business, leadership, high performance, the journey. All right, welcome everybody. Uh, great show today. Uh, so I have a couple um, fantastic ladies with me on the call for our podcast today. So Nashville recording artists and North Dakota's own Kendra Olson and Krista Slaybaugh uh, combine their individual talents with sibling harmony to make up the genre-bending duo Tiger Lily. And singing since they were talking, blending their voices was a natural step. Uh, in the past seven years, the sisters have grown from touring the Midwest to headlining their own shows nationwide. Uh, along the way, they've independently grown their fan base through high-energy live performances and a heavy social media presence with over 350,000 followers on TikTok alone. Uh, diversely influenced and hard to box in, the pair have created a remarkable sound with songs handwritten by the two, appealing to pop and country audiences alike. So I am honored to have on the show today... Uh, not just two fabulous gals, uh, but uh, even uh, a better story and voices. So, Tiger Lily, welcome. Hello. Hey. Yeah, excited to have you guys on here today. And just just to clarify to um, listeners, uh, these two are not only extremely talented and uh, uh, unbelievably hardworking duo uh, that are really starting to make a name in Nashville, but they've performed the national anthem at national sporting events, uh, performed at the famous Third and Lindsley, Blake Shelton's Old Red, uh, and have been regulars, it looks like, at Dirks Bentley's uh, Whiskey Row, correct? Yes, we played there. Well, you know, before everything started going down with this pandemic, we, we played at Whiskey Row probably three to four times a week, and then we play quite a bit at Old Red, but we have started to play again at Whiskey Row, which we love that bar down. If you've ever been to downtown Nashville, it's just, music and food and bars everywhere the, the honky tonks they call them um but yeah we love dirk's place it's such a a great place for us to be too because we can play a lot of our original music which is really cool because it is an artist bar it's um original music friendly i guess you could say uh so it's it's a great fit for us but we love it there and we've met so many cool people there yeah, for anyone that has not been to Nashville, uh, two summers ago, my wife and I went with a group of friends, and it was an unbelievable time. Like you guys said, it is such a such a neat experience going into all the bars, honky-tonks. It's like you can get lost in there. I mean, you go through a time warp when you are mm -hmm. in the bars in Nashville. You walk into a bar, there's unbelievable music, and then you've realized there's another floor. You go up to the next floor, and you listen to another band for an hour or two, and before you know it, three or four hours has gone by and you haven't even left one bar yet. <laughs> I know. It's pretty crazy. I, I think people don't even understand. We said there's music literally everywhere in every bar. Like, it's it's unlike any other place, really, probably around the world. And I, I think it's kind of become, the word has gotten out because it's just crazy busy here now. And, and it's kind of a new Vegas, I almost think. Like, instead of going to Vegas, like, let's go to Nashville or mm -hmm. the home of bachelorette parties. And oh, my oh my God, for, bach from, for bachelorette go parties. Yeah. Let's go see some live music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah when, when, that was one thing that our whole group said. Holy man, for bachelorette parties everywhere. <laughs> it was just bus after bus after yep. bus. But, um, yeah, yep. we man, we had a ton of fun. And we were blown away just by the the level of talent that you see in all those bars. I mean, just yeah. talent upon talent and young talent. I mean, such, such as yourselves. I mean, every, every place you look is just, it was, it was a unbelievable time. Uh, highly, highly re recommended. It was a ton of fun, but 
So um, we have, a, yeah, <laughs> we have we have a lot to cover today. Um, talking about uh, your lady's journey, but I know I wanted to start with uh, you guys have a new single out, Unravel. Um, for our listeners, if you have not yes not yet checked that out, absolutely check it out. Uh, videos on YouTube. Um, all over social media, but um, I'm a big music lyrics guy, so I wanted to dive into just kind of the lyrics behind that behind that song real briefly and, and kind of talk about your guys' inspiration for it. But I know the chorus um, that resonated with me was, so tell me all your little secrets, get beneath your surface. I want to know you better. Let the deepest part of your soul unravel. And I, as I listened to that, um, I was li- actually listening to it over and over this morning before we recorded here, and I'm just like, man, that is deep. And I was curious as to what is your what is your inspiration really behind that behind that song? Yeah, it's funny. If you do look at the lyrics, it's a lot deeper than I think people would expect because we sing, you know, so light on top of it that it sounds like a, a lighter song. But if you really think about the lyrics and when we were writing it, it's like we. I think people. I don't know. This is how we feel. It's like you want to get past the surface level relationship with anyone, really, whether it's like your friends, your sisters, your significant other, your family, whatever it is uh, to be on a, just a surface level with someone. It's all, it's all right, but it doesn't really mean anything. And so to have the most meaningful relationships in life, you really want to dig past um, that surface and, and really get to know what scares them. What, what do they want to achieve in life? You know, all the, all the things that you maybe wouldn't say on a first date, um, mm-hmm. but maybe a few dates in. And that's kind of where the inspiration for the song came from. Um, just just more meaningful relationships, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, being in business. Uh, I always stress the, the personal relationships, you know, get deep with people, mm-hmm. get emotional, make that make the true, true connection. If you really, really, truly want to get to know people on a on a heart level, I guess, if you could say. Absolutely. But well, let's let's talk about um, you guys are from North Dakota. I mean, that's why I was so pumped to have you two on the show here. And as actually before we even recorded, I said uh, one of my best friends, my former uh, college roommate, even was your guys' science teacher, um, Brett Johnsrud. And I know he spoke he spoke extremely highly of you two um, as as students in his classroom and such. But let's let's dive into just growing up in North Dakota and and music in yeah. general. Um, tell me a little bit about just. You two being raised, how music was a big part of your life, um, especially when you were younger. Totally. Well, Mr. Johnsrud has been featured in a lot of Tiger Lily videos along the years, I will say. We used uh, <laughs> about every resource possible, and he was always, if we needed a teacher or something like that in one of our videos, he was our go-to guy. So uh, props guy, to him yeah. for, <laughs> for starring in many Tiger Lily videos. But Krista, do you want to kind of talk about how we got started in North Dakota? And yeah, like so, like you said before, we are sisters. Uh, a lot of people ask us if we have musical parents, which we actually don't. Our dad's in the medical field, and my mom uh, worked at the school. Uh, but we just started singing at a super young age, like in church and community events. And then at the age of 10, I started uh, playing guitar and started writing songs. I think my first song I ever wrote uh, was about a, a boy that lived two doors down from me. Had a little crush on him. Um, still remember Ooh. it to this day. <laughs> yeah, went all Taylor Swift on it. Love songs uh, at ten at already. Yeah. Time, what was that? I said love songs at ten already. Huh? I know. I must have been <laughs> re- reading too much Twilight or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then Kendra, at the same time, kind of discovered discovered her love of performing. Um, she did 
our grandma forced her to be in this Colgate Country Showdown, and she ended up winning the first two rounds of it at the age of 13. And she's like, oh, I, I kind of like being on stage. No, this is not so bad. Uh, but when we started writing songs together, I think uh, we really wanted to push for uh, an original career. And I started, you know, we started posting more videos on YouTube, like covers, originals. And from there, we started gaining uh, fans rapid, rapidly through that and started playing more local shows around North Dakota. Um, and at the same time, everything just kind of picked up together. And I officially, at the ages of 14 and 16, we decided to become the duo Tiger Lily. I think if you go back on, onto our YouTube channel, uh, our first video, our first official music video <laughs> as Tiger Lily was called Just Another Pretty Face in 2013. Which Mr. Johnsrud is in. I still call him Mr. Johnsrud, Brett Johnsrud. <laughs> no, weird. I can't call their te- teachers by their I know. When do you start calling your old teachers by their first I don't, names? I don't think I don't you ever know. really do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, we've been doing Tiger Lily uh, for seven years now, which is crazy. Uh, but we've absolutely like loved every step of the way. And I think it, it was it was really something we enjoyed doing t- together. Um, we never even knew that we could get like paid for doing music, let alone like it be a career. Our first uh, show that we got paid for, this is even before we were Tiger Lily, uh, was a Senex annual meeting, uh, which is a gas station if you're not familiar with it. Uh, but we got paid $100 to sing for an hour at the Senex annual meeting. And we're like, whoa. And I was probably 12 at the time. I'm like, that's a lot of money. Like, I can use this. I don't know to buy what. But uh, we just started performing in every small town we could, every school we could. uh, And we even partnered with uh, Dollars for Scholars with the Bank of North Dakota and did, like, a huge school tour when I was in high school still. And it was really weird how well people, for us, for how well people received us because, I think it was we were so young and kind of one of the only people around the North Dakota area doing original original music. There's obviously a lot of great talent up there. Um, but we kind of just went for it. We had no idea how the music business worked at all. But we just kind of started using trial and error to figure out what worked for us. And, and really using our resources, we found great um you know, video people to come in and do videos for us. Our, our band teacher from our school, he would, you know, give his time and effort, which someday I hope we can pay him lots of money back for because he did so many videos for us where, uh, you know, just in his fan room and he would do these amazing videos for us and we put them on YouTube and that, that really helped us gain a following. And then we found, um, you know, more amazing videographers to work with and photographers around the area and just started creating relationships with, you know, radio and, and TV. And it was just, um, I think we look back now and we're like, that probably wasn't super normal, but it was normal for us because we just loved doing it so much. Yeah. And our, and it helped too that our, even though our parents aren't super musical, they were super, super supportive and always encouraged us to go after our dreams. And our, our parents would drive us to all our shows. And obviously we had to sign show contracts, but we were both minors. So like our, our parents helped sign on those. And I think our dad even, learned how to do sound for acoustic shows like they were you know 100 percent invested as far as just supporting us and our dreams so mm-hmm. definitely wouldn't have got far without them at all yeah it's amazing when you have big dreams and and you start pursuing them and chasing them how you really see the people that really truly want to help and push and assist in any way that you can 
um, how it really, really, truly reveals that. I know that's one thing. Um, that's one thing I found personally, and I know talking with a lot of other high performers, um, high achievers, they'll say the exact same thing. That um, when it comes down to it, um, sometimes it's it's not it's not more than a big handful, you know, that really, really are willing to go way above and beyond and really help you get to where you want to get to. Yeah, and we always say like, you know, so many of those people, they they gave so much time to us to help us and it's like we really I think at, at the root of it all would just love to be able to you know buy them a hot tub someday yeah. or you know do something like that <laughs> maybe not maybe not a hot tub I think that's what my mom always says she would want <laughs> but um <laughs> but I just it is a handful of people I could probably count 10 people on my hand right now who I would give a hot tub to if I could. Um, but <laughs> we only think people in hot tubs apparently, yeah. but, <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is true. And, and you know, it, it, it's kind of, it's crazy because even some people you think would maybe be there the whole way aren't either. And so mm-hmm. you really just find out who's there to, to really support you no matter what and be there for you. And, um, you know, they're the ones supporting us and, and we just feel super grateful to, to have a team like that um, and still now have those people around us. Uh, I mean, we just, we really do have the best creative team ever. And we have people around us who are just so inspired and inspire us and work so hard to help us. And we're, we're extremely thankful for that and know that we wouldn't have, you know, gotten this far without all of them. Yep. Yeah. And, and even with, uh, We'll probably get into more um, moving to Nashville later, but just just how supportive like the state of North Dakota was. I mean, they we were playing, you know, we were fourteen and sixteen playing to schools of like mm-hmm. five hundred to a thousand people, and we didn't realize how crazy that was at the time. But um, they, I mean, they showed up at the shows, and they, you know, we really had a solid touring career up in North Dakota in that area, which really I think gave us the. Uh, push to move to Nashville. I'm like, hey, if we can do this here, let's let's make this next step. Yeah. And, and and even now it's crazy because I would say like when we play at Whiskey Bro, half the bar is usually from North Dakota, Midwest area, you know, who have who are in Nashville and have specifically come to see us play, which is really, really cool. Um that they're still even, you know, thousand miles apart that they're still coming to support us and see us here in Nashville, which is is even cooler, you know, looking back mm-hmm. now to see the whole journey of everything. But yeah. that, that is awesome. That is, uh, I, I know actually some of my neighbors were just down there recently. Um, Glenn and Melissa Grumish um, came, came and visited, oh, yeah. came and visited you guys and saw your show and such. Um, I, I had seen online. So, well, I know yep, um, we t- saw them. T- Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Talk a little bit about, I mean, because I think there's a huge difference in, you know, as you start out and you're touring schools and people around North Dakota and such know you and, you know, you have a fan base, but then there's a whole nother level of when do you start connecting to that fan, that cold fan base per se, I guess, totally. um, of people yeah. that, that don't know you, they, they aren't a connection. They don't know your family, you know, things like that. When did you guys really see that kind of turning point or that tipping point where, you guys really started to resonate with an audience far beyond just the people that you knew and were familiar with you. Definitely. I mean, we for sure were spoiled in North Dakota and we know that like we, we got to play our 90 minute shows and they were all original sets. Um, and, and we got to like, 
you know, uh, a lot of the venues knew that we were, we were kind of like the local openers, you know, any like yeah. big act that came in town, they would have us open for them. So we got to do some really, really cool or yeah. even like arena shows. But I think we, we didn't take it for granted for sure, but like uh, maybe a little bit. We just We didn't realize how like rare that was, I guess. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, we have this great following in North Dakota, like, um, but, and we, and we did have some fans, you know, on, on YouTube and Facebook and things like that from uh, around other places. But I feel like when we moved to Nashville and then we started playing these four hour, you know, cover slash original gigs in, in Nashville, we had to play to audiences that didn't know us from Adam, basically had no idea who Tiger really was. And we we're like, okay well, we've never had to do this before. How do we now learn how to get everyone in this bar to become fans of us and our music? Mm -hmm. Especially when there's, like you said, there's four bands, pretty much every bar, every floor, the whole street of uh, Broadway. Yeah. It's like they're seeing probably t maybe up to 20 bands a day. Mm -hmm. Like how do you convert someone that's seen that much live yeah. music? They're just there pretty much partying, have fun. Mm -hmm. How do you connect with them? Mm -hmm. So I think really over the last, you know, three years of being in Nashville, I think we've seen our fan base grow from just North Dakota to literally everywhere. And people, we get messages, you know, from New York or from California, people coming in, you know, saying, hey, we saw you last time in Nashville. You guys were our favorite act. Where can we see you play again? And then now, a few months back, um, we joined TikTok. And we've always been super involved in in social media, it's been super important to us, especially being from North Dakota. Like we knew that we had to use all of our resources we could. Um, and we're definitely not experts on social media, but we try to use it to the best of our abilities. And so we joined TikTok a few months ago, which I was like, I, Krista, I'm absolutely not joining TikTok. I'm 24. Like <laughs> this app is for 15 year olds. <laughs> and Krista's like, come on, please join it. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Like just join TikTok. What can go wrong? Um, and so I did, I ended up joining and now I'm like, oh, it's the best thing we could have done because that app has now we have which is crazy to think like 360,000 new fans of Tiger Lily like on wow. social media just on that one app and if you think about how many people that is it's like that's Fargo or I don't even know how big Fargo is yeah. <laughs> population of North Dakota <laughs> yeah yeah about half it's, it's about like, half and that's and that's from all over the world I mean our I I know our biggest following on the app is from the United States, but it's also huge in Australia and Canada. So it, it just, even that opening that many more doors for people to see our faces, you know, go to our page, see what we're all about from all over the world um, is pretty crazy. So I would say the last three years, we've, it's been the biggest jump from like North Dakota act to nationwide act, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. um, we've just had to learn how to how to do it and I mean, really it was, try our hardest it was pretty much sink or swim it's like if we're going to be down you know busting our tails uh, down on broadway playing long four-hour sets like we want to see um see something from we it. want to see like something from it yeah yeah it's like we have to obviously most of our income comes through performing so yeah that's the obvious but also like we have noticed that it's so worthwhile and we do make lifelong fans through playing Broadway, which is something we, I don't know if we ever thought we would see, but yeah. it's super cool. Um, and then with TikTok, you know, it's, it's that app. People are like, not sure what it is really. It's like, <laughs> does it, does it really do anything? Um, but we've seen, we had a, a 
table that was at was here on Saturday come from Indiana because they saw us on TikTok. They specifically flew to Nashville to come. And I was like, this is absolutely crazy. Like, I don't know why, but um, it's just proving that it does translate. I mean, we have now more like monthly listeners on Spotify. We have just more fans overall, and it does translate, which is really cool to see. On Instagram, probably in the last month, we've almost grown 10,000 followers in like a month on Instagram, which is for us, that's a lot of new followers so um i think you know the the pandemic that that this is a whole nother subject too but going off of that it's like we were like oh what are we gonna do we can't perform you know music has been our solo job for seven years like what are we gonna do if we can't perform and i don't know if we would have focused as much on social media if we wouldn't have had the time to do it so really, it's like you just kind of have to take everything and and you know make the make the most of it because we wouldn't have gained like all these new followers from around the world with without this probably. So not that I like what is going on at all, but I'm just saying there is some silver lining. Yeah, I think, absolutely. In, in all of it. So yeah, it was it was really interesting to see the entire music industry absolutely just pivot on a dime. When all of this, mm-hmm. when all of this struck back in March, I mean, you started seeing the big fundraiser shows on TV, and um, I know, man, one of my favorite things to watch was um, the Garth Brooks, um, Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood uh, duo that they did, just the acoustic stuff where they would just take requests yeah. on on live TV and just and just play that. So, um, oh, I know, yeah, that was the best. I think we were doing a Facebook Live at the same time as them. One time, and my mom's like, "Sorry, I'm watching Garth and Trisha tonight, not yours." <laughs> Buddy. I'm like, "It's okay, mom. It's okay." <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking speaking of Garth Brooks, um, man, must have been about um, must have been yeah, maybe March or April. Um, and as we're recording this, it's well, what is it, mid October? As we're recording this, so back like mm-hmm. March, April, I was actually watching a, a Garth Brooks documentary. And he was talking yeah. about his whole journey, and he actually moved to Nashville. Didn't think it was going to work out. Moved back home. I think it was to Oklahoma, if I'm correct. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I want to talk with you guys. I want you to share a little bit about just what was your guys' big transition like? I mean, when did you finally realize that, mm-hmm. hey, we need to move to Nashville if we're going to make this fly, if we're going to make this dream happen? And then what was that transition like? Totally. I mean, because we had been doing music for a couple of years before we moved to Nashville we always knew in the back of our minds like that was the dream to move to Nashville and like you're all starry-eyed and like oh if you know if you move to Nashville that's where all all your dreams come true you know you know Mm -hmm. they paint that picture which there's a lot of truth to that but you also get here and then you're like okay well now I'm here there's a million other people doing this and how do I stand out and how do I work my tushy off to basically like prove myself in a town where, where there's, everyone's good. you know, where everyone's pretty good, you know, for the most part, obviously. But I, I think it was the best thing we could have ever done. I, for me, it's like a lot of people coming from a small town. Uh, I think a lot of people are afraid to take you know, a risk and, and leave home and just, it's comfortable. You know, you get comfortable being in, in a small town and having your family close to you. And and if you love that, of course, like don't leave. But if you have the urgency to like try something new or take a risk or 
um, you know, get out of town for a while, I would highly encourage it. I, I've, I mean, personally and, and musically, we've learned so much in three years. I look back to like to when we moved here. And I, it's funny because my mom even says, Kendra, your voice has gotten lower since you moved to Nashville. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I look back at old videos and it's like, I think I've just become more driven and realistic of what life looks like as a musician and what success looks like. And to me, it's like, if we can continue to make a living off of music mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives and play shows and, and continue to meet new people and, and release music, like that is, that a, that's amazing. enough for me. And that is the dream. And I think you have to realize that early on, otherwise this town or the dream can totally just like eat you alive because it is daunting. Like, looking at what other people are doing or, you know, things like that. But Christy, you, you want to say something? So <laughs> Yeah, I was just saying that in North Dakota, when we planned on moving to Nashville, the dream was, you know, be the next, like Carrie Underwood or Miranda Lambert or Taylor Swift, you know, that mm-hmm. like, still would be awesome. Yes, I'm not saying that isn't the dream anymore, but like people have a very specific version of what they think success looks like in the music industry. Yeah. It's, you know, radio hits. It's uh, like ACM, CMA, which are all great things. But they're still and all, we would love like, all go- all goals of ours. Yeah. Um, but I think when we shifted to Nashville, we realized, like in North Dakota, we were like li- we were living the dream. We were like we were making a full time living off of music. Um, we had people who supported us. We had fans. Um, so I think it just shifts, and it's like Kendra and I have always been super, you know, gracious and. Uh, just like content with where we're at. We never take anything for granted. So um, every time we get to release a new song into the world or meet someone new or play a show, especially this year, when we played a yeah. show on Saturday, I'm like, this feels incredibly good. Uh, we, that's, you know, it's just all, it, that's all the dream. And we still have goals. Don't get me wrong, but I just think it shifts um, from moving to North Dakota to Nashville, that the dream shifted a little bit or what, what success looks like to us. Mm-hmm. What, um, cause no, I think you guys, you bring up a, an absolutely super valid point of, you know, success is different in everyone's mind. Like you said, some people picture playing in front of, you know, 80,000 fans in an arena, other people, you know, maybe imagine success as playing acoustic sets in bars forever, you know, mm-hmm. um, what, totally. and, and, and your journey and your journey's always, um, it's always changing. You know, you mm-hmm. come across people, you come across new experiences, um, things happen that make you shift, that adapt, um, exactly like we talked about already. Um, but what does, right now, what does that success look like down the road for you too? You know, what is your, um, well, I refer yeah. to as the, the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal oh. uh, when I talk with businesses. You know, what is that for you guys? I mean, we still have the big goal. We are. I want to. I want to sell out thousands of tickets. Like yeah. I want to headline an arena tour. Yeah, we like, want or we want to open up for the Dan and Shays, and we want to open up for Little Big Town, and I, then be the and then be the Dan and Shays, and then mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. We still have that goal in mind, but I think to 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 think we're only going to be happy if that happens is where our minds have shifted a little bit. Like we we're still so happy and so thankful with where we're at now and having, you know, thousands of fans, which is crazy um, Mm -hmm. still as it is. And to be able to do music full time, like that is, that is literally so lucky. We are so lucky to be able to do that, but no, we want, we want to play the Opry. We want to play Madison square garden. We want to tour the world. Like we, we want to do it all. Um, 
so we really, really are going to keep working to, to get to that point. You know, we want to sell out the Burning Hills Amphitheater in Medora. We want to sell out the Bell Mayhews, the Fargo Theater. You know, all those things are definitely little bucket list items. Um, and hopefully, you know, come sooner than later. But we're just kind of going to keep riding the journey and, and see where it takes us. And I think that's the most fun part is that we get to do it together, too. And I think that's why it's not as sad and daunting. <laughs> yeah, we have, um, I mean, probably one of the most commonly asked questions we get is, you know, what's it like working with your sister? Mm-hmm. And we've we've been working together, I guess, for over seven years now, mm-hmm. which is really weird because it's like, oh, I guess we're, we're sisters, but we're also coworkers. And best friends. And, we're yeah, we get along great. And we actually also live together at the moment. So, like, we're, like, it's probably a little too much time. <laughs> you know, we're literally in pretty much every aspect of each other's lives. But I think it's been that way for so long. And even though we were raised in, like, the you know, the same family, kind of the same um, values, we're, we're very different people. So I think our personalities complement each other very well. We also have very different strengths when it comes to music. Um, and we also have different roles entirely as well like we've and I think along the way if there's been little issues we just have defined our roles and what we do so well that like honestly we we like we like love working with each other and also it's it's fun because it's like you get to share that with someone and also when it is those harder times it's like what you know what are we doing we do like if I'm if I'm struggling Kendra knows exactly what I'm going through and there's not a lot of people who can say that like we know Mm -hmm. exactly what each other are feeling um, we have a lot of uh, solo artist friends, obviously, in Nashville, and they just say it, it gets extremely lonely. And I, yeah, I think I would bet. even if, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's why, you know, a lot of people turn to bad substances because it can be so lonely when you're doing it all by yourself and you don't have people who understand what you're um, going through. So we always, we, to our solo artist friends, we're like, you can come hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no doubt the road to success is paved with a lot of um, not just challenges, but like you said, loneliness. I mean, it, it it sure can be because you know your your circle your circle I think can get a lot smaller. The quality of it is amplified greatly, I think. But um, especially, I mean, man, for you two yeah. moving away from family, from friends, and you plant yourself in a brand new environment, and you're just uh, you're a small fish in a big pond. I mean, absolutely, yeah, no, and. Thankfully, we knew a few people before coming here, and we did. Yeah, I mean, but our but our handful of people that we still absolutely trust and and would talk to about really anything going on in our life or career probably is still five to ten people. I mean, it's our our really deep circle is pretty small still, mm-hmm. but I I totally agree. I think quality over quantity is always the way to go, and and um, you know, to share those you know really the deeper stuff obviously with which goes back to unravel but uh yeah i mean we we are just so happy with where we really didn't think we'd be this happy ending um 2020 like this with our career we thought this might be (laughs) a a sad year of tiger lily just i mean for every artist it is Mm -hmm. just because there's no performing and and live music is Mm-hmm. just a huge heartbeat of what the music industry is. So, and I think, uh, so Kendra and I have been independent, uh, you know, singer songwriters for the past seven years. And a lot of people don't realize that it costs a lot of money to record music. Mm-hmm. So basically Kendra and I, um, 
I think our, our grandparents did buy us our first sound system, but other than that, we've been completely self-funded, and we just basically toured as much as it took to make money to live and then put aside money to record music, and that's kind of the album cycle. You tour, make enough money to record, spend a lot of money on recording videos, promoting it, then go tour again. So without touring, nothing really else can happen. Can happen. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, we did shift to virtual concerts, and we did... Uh, and we ended up getting like some brand, you know, campaign, brand yeah. campaigns, and which we just did with Ked Shoes, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still able to, you know, put out music. So yep. the we're day, very thankful. Yeah. yeah, it all worked out. So, so we're working together as sisters. I mean, you said you two obviously get along. You're involved with uh, basically everything you guys do together. What is the biggest challenge, I mean, in working together? How do you how do you get away from each other, too? Because you do need that, I would imagine, as well. Totally. Uh, probably the hardest challenge is being too comfortable with each other. Like, uh, you know, it's funny because when... Which is also a pro. Which is also a pro. But, like, you know, we, we started doing this thing called the 615 House, which is a bunch of original artists. Nashville TikTokers basically coming together to collaborate and sometimes when we're in the house like I'll look at Kristen and be like no that was totally off and like everyone will probably look at me thinking like wow you're so rude and, and it's like no we just do that like we just say that to each other like if we don't take offense like Crystal will be like no that wasn't right and I'll be like yeah you're right it wasn't right so we're so comfortable with each other like other people are probably like wow you guys like really just tell each other how it is but at the end of the day I think we get more done um in that sense of like no that was off we should redo that or you know this word should be this or da 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 and it's usually pretty small things um but yeah we definitely do have our time away from each other Krista Krista's actually you know between the two of us people probably think I'm more of the extrovert and love to like go out and hang out with friends but Krista definitely is more of the extrovert she loves to be social and literally go out all the time with friends and hang out and um i love to you know when i'm at the end of the end of the day just ready to go home and like watch a movie have a glass of wine relax so and i feel like that's where we kind of separate our time and Mm -hmm. i am married so i do spend time with my husband too (laughs) but (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's let's talk a little bit about your guys' music um for any listeners that aren't super familiar with tiger lily i mean you guys have a very unique sound and it is it's 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 awesome i mean it's not country it's not pop it's somewhere in between Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit of something else so i'm not sure exactly what you'd call it. And I know you guys have gotten some flack. You've gotten some pushback on it, even from people like, well, we're yeah. not sure where it really fits in the mainstream music. Um, but you guys are not willing to sacrifice and have never been willing to sacrifice the sound to appease mm-hmm. people. I like that. I've never, and it's a little bit of something else. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. I mean, we grew up just listening to so many different kinds of music. When we write, we're like, first of all, we're not, some we're not with some label that's forcing us to be something we're not you know so basically we can be anything we want to be at this point and it's like why don't we just create music that we love and so every time I feel like it goes through cycles and every cycle our sound changes a little bit you know because we grow it's a few years we grow in age we grow um, I was going to say in size, probably too. I don't know, too many cupcakes. I don't know, but that didn't make sense. <laughs> our, our knowledge, that's where I was going. Um, but I just, 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm so off topic now. <laughs> it's like, just like uh, what I describe our music to people. Oh, yeah. So they're cupcakes. <laughs> I got sidetracked. Oh, you're um, good. But yeah, so every kind of cycle changes with what we sound like. But at the root of it all, we have some sort of country, some sort of pop, and maybe some sort of like soul in there. And it kind of a little a little bit of R and B sometimes too, mm-hmm. and it all kind of mixes. And, and some songs are more pop R and B soul, and then some songs are more like country. It just kind of depends on the song and what we love and and what we're really vibing with at the time. And we've been actually writing just a ton in the last few weeks, getting ready for some new music too. And mm-hmm. it's like even now with this new stuff we've been writing, we're like, wow, this is totally a different new sound for us but we still sound the same if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. with our voices together and our sister harmonies and at the root of it all it's always like an acoustic guitar just really stripped down Um, and we always want to be able to perform whatever song we're playing live and just really have the same effect as even the full band um acoustic yeah acoustically so Really, our sound at the root of it all is our harmonies together, Sister Harmonies. Krista does some really cool, unique things with her octaves or, um, you know, she'll go into unison with me. And not a lot of people do that. So I think the sound we've created just together and then and the organic with the acoustic guitar, that's what people are really drawn to at the root of it all and so the production can kind of change around that um depending on what the ep wants to sound like or the album or or, or whatever but yeah definitely pop country country pop it yeah. kind of goes back yeah. and forth if I had to give the short answer it's, it's pop country yeah. but there's something that you said a little bit of something and i think that just takes on whatever mood we're in that day or yeah no um, i i love it what's it's going on in the world too so yeah it's it's such a big differentiator i think for you guys just just in the mu- just in the music scene um because you do see people you do see people get that get pegged into a corner or stuck in a corner as far as they're this or they're this or they're not this you know and country right. music i think has been so interesting in the last 10 or 15 years of how you've seen it morph so drastically you know of people bleeding in all these different styles of music genres into country where where i don't know if you can really even say what country music is anymore because it's it's not hank williams it's not willie nelson it's not um reba Reba mcintyre i mean it's such a unique uh cool blend of all these different sounds and such I uh, I actually listened to a podcast the other day with Maren Morris and and they were kind of talking about the same thing and she she was like, you know, people who aren't classic country get flack a lot for it and you know we haven't it doesn't bother us because if you don't like our music that's okay like we there's music that we don't like not everyone's gonna like our music we understand that um so at the root of it all we just we have to stick to what we love and if we love it we, you know we have to hope other people love it too. Um, but but she was saying like, it's, it's country music has changed. It has shifted, but still what remains the same in country music is the telling of a story and the Mm -hmm. songwriting and really crafting a song from beginning to end. Like that's one thing I think what country music really is and hasn't changed. And so for us, it's like, yeah, we're country because we when we write, we write a song, a story from beginning to end. And we really, we really think about crafting that story. And we're not just like 
in a track room throwing beats on something to try to, you know, make it fun or whatever. So I think we are still country in that sense of, and we do have country songs, but we ha- we're country in our songwriting style for sure. And then the pop comes in more with some of the melodies or, you know, production wise. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the songwriting really at the root of it all. Uh, what makes, what makes it country, especially nowadays, because like, you're so right. It can be rap. It can be R and B. Like it can be the bro country or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. people are calling it. Um, there's so many different styles and, to be honest, there's not even a lot of the classic country that people always say, oh, it's not country. Like, there's not even a lot of that anymore, which yeah, Chris, is sad. Chris Stapleton's it, probably one of the only guys I can think of right away. I mean, in country music, that yeah, really and, has a true, authentic country sound still. Um, and Ashley McBride, which I don't know if you know who she is, but she's kind okay. of an up-and-coming girl in country. She, she, does, well, she does it well. Mm-hmm. Um, still with a little bit of a modern twist, but she does the... She does a country real well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's refreshing to hear some of that still. I, I will absolutely admit that because it's 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 tough to beat some good old country like Waylon Jennings and and some oh, some yeah. old school artists like that. But um, well, no, and at I, the same time, it's like it's already been done. So why would you even want to try to do the same thing and beat it when it was that good? Yeah. You know, you kind of have to craft. <laughs> you kind of have to craft your own sound because like we're not going to ever be better than. Dolly like, Parton, Dolly, or like I'm saying, like sibling harmonies, like like the Judd, like the yeah. sixty chicks or the, the chicks. Um, we're, we're not going to be better than the you know the chicks, so it's like let's do something different, right? Or maybe a little bit reminiscent of it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Well, I uh, I greatly appreciate what you two do, and I and I absolutely love it myself. But um, I want to finish with this. I want to finish uh, talking about what advice would you leave anybody listening to this that's really looking at taking a risk because I think you two, I mean, obviously like you've discussed through already, you guys took an absolutely enormous risk of not just, I mean, even backing up before Nashville of just pursuing a huge, huge dream, you know, and, and focusing on, I think what you guys, what I've gotten out of this is you guys have been really good at focusing on the process, you know, have fun Mm -hmm. in the process, focus on the process, see where it goes you know, just keep busting your ass. Great things will happen, you know, and then you get the opportunity where you really see like, Hey, if we want to take this next level, we got to move to Nashville. We got to do that whole thing. And you did it. Yeah. You know, so what, what advice would you leave people as far as, um, anyone looking at taking a huge risk? It doesn't matter if it's personal, professional, whatever it may be. No, I mean, I think it all goes together at the end of the day. And this is such a hard question because there's so many things I would say, but I, I would definitely say take the leap of faith because, Life is so short and we really, we only have one. So you might as well take the leap of faith and see what happens. And um, just know that no one will work harder for you than you. You have to be the one to show up. You have to be the one to do the work. No one else is really going to do it for you. And every time I know people talk about failure a lot and how, Oh, I failed and da da da. It's just like, we talked about this yesterday, actually, and we were just saying how it's just another way something didn't work, and you move on and you try something else. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. been our whole career has been like try mm-hmm. something and see what works. Yeah. So it's like we definitely have stuff that it's not like it's failed. It just hasn't done as well as other stuff. And we're like, okay, we've learned from that. Let's take that information and move on and use it in a better way. I think people can just feel so discouraged when maybe they didn't feel like something went as well as it should have, um, but. Every, you know, quote unquote, successful person in their life 
has never always been successful and they've had to go through many things to get to the point where they are today. And so it's just another way something didn't work. And, um, you know, at the end of it all, just be kind and respectful to people and really don't like, don't treat others worse. Um, because, you know, I, everyone puts their pants on the same way. So I just really feel like those are the things we live by and, uh, everyone's journey is different and it's really hard to, you know, not look at what someone else is doing and be like, Oh, yeah. why can't I do that the same way? But it's just know that everyone's journey is different. And then someday someone will look at your story and be like, wow, I want to do it just like whatever Tiger Lily did. And they won't be able to, they can maybe learn things from how we did it, but everyone's journey is different. And just know that you'll get to where you want to be um, your own way uh, by working hard and, putting in the work. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think some people get caught up in that thinking they have to do it just like somebody else did. And I think that a big difference is, is the people that reach that point where they go, you know what, I'm not going to do it like somebody else has already done it. I have to kind of find my own way, my own path, my own journey, like you guys Mm -hmm. have mentioned. And, and I think that's, I think that's a huge turning point for a lot of people, whether they end up quitting or whether they keep going. Yeah, and I mean, you obviously take things that have worked for other people, and we've obviously looked at people like, oh, Taylor Swift writes songs, we should write songs, you know, things like that, and and people should inspire you to do things and try things, but but no one will ever have the same exact career path that right. Taylor Swift did, like ever again, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so take take things, take major, you know, focal points from people's careers, but it you can't just replicate someone's career, and also you don't want to replicate no. someone's career. Take what you want and then make your own. <laughs> yep. Yep, for sure. Well, can you share with us, um, to finish up here, can you share with us anything around what you guys have been writing on lately? Because like you mentioned, you guys, you two have been writing a ton. Um, any specific themes or anything that you're really focusing on? Um, we've been pretty honest lately, I feel like, when we've been writing um, through, you know, Krista going through a break. I haven't gone through a breakup because I'm married, but we've written love songs. We've written, you know, a breakup song with Krista uh, going through in the last, you know, year, I guess. Now we've written some songs about Christianity um, and what that means to us and basically how everyone's judging everyone, but none of us are Jesus enough, <laughs> um, which is kind of funny, but it's it's a better than what I just explained it as. Uh, and then life like a lot of our story a lot of like being a female right now and and feeling like you have to like be or look a certain way to you know fit the mold and like how much bs that is basically um so we've been trying to speak our truth and other people's truth and what you know we feel like is going on in the world right now and and trying to stay you know up to date on all of that but yeah, a lot of a lot of really cool stuff. We're super excited to when we can share it all. Awesome, obviously. awesome. Well, I look forward to hearing more. So, uh, well, Kendra, Krista, thanks so much for being on. Uh, where can our listeners find you and follow you online? Yeah, we have a lot of social media. We are on Apple Music and Spotify, um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all under Tiger Lily, and Tiger Lily is spelled with all eyes because it's Thai girl Lily T-I-G-I-R-L-I-L-Y and that's when people go oh that's why they spell their name <laughs> weird <laughs> um but yeah so we 
and if you guys like DM us or message us, we're usually pretty good at getting back to people. Um, I can't promise always, but we try to try to respond to comments and messages as much as we can. So sweet. Well, thanks again for for hopping on today, taking the time. Uh, be sure everybody to follow Tiger Lily. Check out their new uh, their new single Unravel. And I know I'm excited for the day um, to see you guys owning the stage and packing that arena with 50,000, 60,000 fans. Oh, we, we hope so. That would be, well, it, it, it'll happen. I'm just going to put it out into the universe. Let's do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> give us a few years yet, but uh, we'll, we'll try to make that happen. So thank you so much for having us. We Sweet. appreciate it. You bet. So, so with that, uh, don't forget to follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook at Patrick Metzger Coaching. Uh, thanks again for listening, tuning into this episode. Make sure you subscribe to rate the podcast. Uh, show notes with Tiger Lily uh, from today can be found on the website at patrick-metzger.com. And uh, make sure you take a screenshot of today's show. Uh, check out the single Unravel. Share that on social media. Uh, fantastic message in that uh, in that song about getting deep with people. So uh, until next time, I want to remind you to own you and the journey.